ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? We are back after a week's hiatus, and uh, some stuff some stuff happened. It did. We have stuff yeah. to talk about today. We're not That's going nice. to bore you with the rambling of two morons. Well, we are, but in a yeah. different way. In a different way. An entertaining way. And... I just want to lead off the podcast by saying, and this will be the only time it's brought up, if I see another thing on the internet saying, you've replaced a doctor with a nurse, I swear on the heavens I'm going to lose my shit. Um, yeah. I mean, I listen, I like the move. Um, I like the, I know, I, I want to start out, by, well, I should have started out by saying that, but I'm a yeah. moron, so I didn't. <laughs> but... I like the move. Yeah, I like the move. Yeah, it's a good move. I like the type of coach that he is. Obviously, you know, uh, facing him, he was, uh, you know, a, a bit of, uh, you know, he 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 he's very enthusiastic, which is which I like. And um, you know, we told him to shut up numerous yeah. times. There are plenty of podcast episodes probably saying Nick Nurse, shut your mouth. Yeah, I, you know, I'd rather have that on my side. But then again, I exactly. said the same thing about other things that I'm not even going to bring up because it's not worth it. Yeah. So I just like, you know, the way that he coached his team, um, you know, it was annoying as an opponent. But I like the way he does it as just a pure basketball guy. Um, so, you know, I think he'll bring some, you know, defense intensity, which which we desperately need. Um you know, I think he helps out Maxi a ton as well. Um, you know, he he's come out and said that, uh, you know, that he loves Embiid, and Embiid has said the same thing for him. And so, you know, there's there's a lot. And and Daryl Morey was with him um, in Houston, I believe. So, you know, there's there's a bunch of connections, and um, I like the fit, and I just like, you know, I, I like the hiring. So, I'm I'm glad that they were able to do that. We'll, we'll get into the specifics of what to expect, what not to expect, the pros and cons, et cetera. Uh, later in the podcast, uh, there is no there's no Eagles news that I'm aware of other than uh, Jason Kelsey just being a savage as he is and going down the shore uh, to Sea Isle on the 28th. So I'm looking forward to seeing crazy videos coming out of there. Yeah. And uh, the NFL season is 100 days away. So from today, from today. Yeah. So oh, I'm man. sad. And that's a long time. And uh yeah, but then, then on that Sunday, we'll be able to hear Scott Hansen yeah. once more. Indeed. Uh, then no Flyers news at this moment. And then we have the Phillies who have, I think they're okay. I mean, they're, they're one game better than they were last year at this point in time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know they took they split with the Braves, which is nice. Um, I'm they, not mad about that though. No, I'm not mad about it. It's just you know that there's it's clear to see that they need more help. Um, you know, obviously the pitching still needs help, um, but you know your top guys are starting to come around a little bit. I'm not I'm not going to say they're all the way back yet, and they're still they're you know they're on all star all star caliber levels, but. You know, you're starting to see Zach Wheeler go a lot deeper. He had a great game on Saturday. Um, you're starting to see Aaron Nola, you know, get his stuff together. Uh, Tywin Walker had a decent start his last time out. So, 
you know, we just need Ranger Suarez to get back into the swing of things. And uh, we need a fifth starter. You know, that's that's clear as ever. Bailey Falter obviously didn't work out. We sent him down to Triple A. Um, and this whole, you know, this whole opening thing, I'm not a huge fan of it uh, because it just hasn't worked for the Phillies. You know, some teams it works and some teams it doesn't. Right now it's not working for the Phillies. So it's clear we need a fifth starter. Um, so, and that's not it. You know, we there are so there's other holes as well. So, but it was nice to, you know, see we can actually, you know, hang with a really good team in the Braves. Look, I, I think that there's definitely some moves that the Phillies are going to look to make, especially when it comes to pitching. Yeah. I don't know what they would be, and I'm not sure what the market is. So. Yeah, it's still early. You know, it's uh, coming up on the beginning of June. So we still got uh, about two months until the deadline. So, you know, you'll start to see um, teams either, you know, just say they're going to sell or or those teams on the on the on the fringe, you know, see if they sell or buy. Um, and you'll you'll start to see guys become available and um, guys on you know one year contracts or short term deals probably become available. And you'll start to see what that what that market looks like. So. All right. Well, at this point. I think we can save the rest for the bulk. I got nothing left. What you say, Chip A? Let's cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. I'm not saying let's get in the huddle, but now we can't. That's a shame. We, I mean, we could say it, but we let's won't. Let's get in the huddle and not talk no. birds and then leave the huddle right away? Yeah, sure. Go birds. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, uh, let's talk Sixers. The Sixers have made a head coaching hire. They hire Nick Nurse out of Toronto. I'm happy about it. I, I think Nick Nurse <clears throat> brings the X's and O's that the Sixers need. I think that he's very good defensively. I think that, you know, the, the cons that people are bringing up is that he plays his guys a lot of minutes and that he doesn't, he isn't going to play the young guys as much either. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, he has to, you know, he has to look at our roster. Obviously he likes what we've, what we've got on roster because he wouldn't have taken the job otherwise. So, you know, he has to like what he sees um, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, probably not yet, but I'm sure he'll come up with, you know, some sort of rotation, um, you know, guys that he likes, guys that he doesn't. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, we'll see. And, 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 you know, I think Nick Nurse is obviously a smart enough guy to know that, you know, Embiid can't play 48, 45 minutes a night, um, you know, because just with the history uh, of injuries. And um, so, uh, you know, I think he'll definitely adjust to that. And, um, again, he just brings a lot of intensity defensively, which is what the Sixers desperately need. They just need it. They, in my opinion, they just need an overhaul defensively because obviously nothing worked defensively for them. Um, so, you know, good, good teams were able to exploit them defensively, obviously. So I think he, he brings a lot of that. I think he brings obviously a championship pedigree with, with winning a championship, um, in 2019 with the Raptors. Um, so, 
it's a good hire in my opinion, and I I think it's it's what they need. Um, you know, now is there some cons? Yeah, but it, I think it, I think it does help the Sixers. Um, ultimately, you know, hopefully hopefully them compete for a championship again. Yeah, I agree. I think he was obviously the right answer for the Sixers. Uh, I do wonder what this means for the Sixers and James Harden now. Looking at that situation from a separate angle, I mean, what other option do the Sixers have? Yeah, they're in a tough spot. I mean, they really are in terms of cap, in terms of, you know, free agency, in terms of draft. I mean, they they really have no draft capital whatsoever. Um, So they're in a tough spot. They really are. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, um, Embiid's making a lot of money, obviously. Um, Tobias Harris is on a one-year deal, but he's getting paid a lot of money. Um, and then the whole, the whole James Harden situation. So, you know, it's the Sixers can make, you know, uh, they can try to get Harden back, but ultimately it's going to be up to him. So there's not really much they can do in terms of, in terms of Jade Harden, James Harden, like they could offer him a deal. Um, but he might, he might not accept it and he might want to play elsewhere. So, it's it's kind of they're in a tough spot, um, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. Um, you know, Tobias, Tobias Harris might be gone. He might not be. Um, he's getting paid thirty nine million dollars this upcoming this upcoming season. That's a lot of money for a fourth option. You know. And this is just a question. If Tobias Harris is given a somewhat elevated role, if the Sixers aren't able to bring back James Harden, is it possible that he thrives in that role? I don't know. I mean, I think he's had the opportunity to be the third option on this team before. And to me, he's done nothing to to convince me that he can do it. Um, now, you know, if we give him if we let him be the third option for the whole year, you know, that that remains to be seen, but I, you know, in my opinion, he just, he's obviously not worth 39 million. Yeah. Well, we know um, that already, but again, I just think even if he is your third option, it, it's so much money. Like I, the money is such a huge issue for them because they're tight that, you know, they're, 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 they're handicapped right now with, with him. And, and um, so, uh, you know, they they could they certainly could but I don't know I haven't seen enough out of him to say okay I I would feel good about him being a third option going into next season. Yeah, um, I, I know. I'm just trying to persuade myself as is. Yeah, know. I mean they're in, like I said they're in a tough spot. They really are. There, there's there's a multitude of different ways this can go. Um, so we'll have to see what what. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they have a plan. I'm sure you know. Uh, I'm sure they talked to Nick Nurse about what they what they're going to try to do and i'm sure nick nurse was like all right you know what i kind of like what they're talking about let me let me you know get in on this and see if i can help and uh so it's going to be it's going to be interesting one for sure well going now let's move forward to the cons of nick nurse where People are saying that it's going to be a lot of the same with Doc, same as Doc Rivers, where the young guys aren't going to get their opportunity. I mean, I think, like you said earlier, he's going to look at the whole roster and decide the rotation, and the rotational guys will get their shot. I, I think that Paul Reed and I, I think even Springer could be part of that rotation in the future. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, I don't know. Again, and because we haven't seen him out there much, I don't know how much he's improved. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I know. Well, obviously, I know when Doc Rivers was here, he was talking, talking, you know, a lot about Jaden uh, Springer. Obviously, he's gone now, but um, I think, you know, I think the Sixers like what they got in uh, Jaden Springer. I think they like what they saw out of him in the G League, and I think they like they saw out of him in the in the limited action that he uh, has been out there in the NBA. So, I think he definitely has a shot to to, to crack that rotation next year for sure. Um, Listen, he's he's a great defender. Like he he was a great defender coming out of college, and uh, you know I just think he has to develop uh, the offensive game a little bit. I think he's shown flashes of doing that, uh, especially in the G League. So I think they like what they got out of him, and I think they like they what they got out of Paul Reed as well. So I mean, it, it's not like you know it's not like Nick Nurse hasn't played young guys before. Like the Raptors have some young guys who are solid contributors for them. So I, I don't think. That's going to be a huge problem, in my opinion. Now, you know, I may be totally wrong. That's going to be a huge problem. But the Sixers just don't have a lot of uh, guys on roster currently. Like a lot of the guys they signed were to short term deals and were veteran guys who they brought in just to potentially make a run. Um, So right now you're looking at Paul Reed. You're looking at Jaden Springer. You're looking at DeAnthony Melton. You're looking at, you know, obviously Tyrese Maxey is still here and uh, all that stuff. So. Right now, it's it is a bunch of young guys, but we'll see what they do in free agency, obviously. But again, they don't have a lot of money. What is the cat space? Eight million? It's 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 tough. You know, they have some, but I, I just it's not an it's not you know a, a a huge player amount, if that makes sense. I hear you. I really don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, don't they have Furcon for another year? Who's just gonna ride the bench? He's gonna ride. I mean, I don't know. Listen, I mean, Nick Nurse might love him. Who knows? But it, it, I mean, he he has fallen off a lot. You know, he, his shooting went down a lot when he was playing, um, and he just never saw the floor again, basically. So if he can, if he can in, improve his shooting shooting numbers, then sure he can be he can be out there. Um, but I, I don't really say it. I don't know. I mean, unless again, unless Nick Nurse loves him. There's just so many question marks, and this offseason, there's going to be a lot of news that probably comes out. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the Sixers' future holds. I mean, I just can't take another second-round exit. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not over it. I mean, I'm not. It's, it's, you know. Although I'm happy with the Nick Nurse signing, I'm not over it. Yeah, it's just, it's, I'm happy with the Nick Nurse signing as well. It's just, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of questions still to be answered. So I think people are, are happy about it. I just think they're still, they're still worried because rightfully so don't know what's going to happen. Now I have a headache. Why do we have to talk about this? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sixers will do that to you. Yeah. All right, that's all I got on the Sixers. Do you have anything else to add before we uh, move on? Uh, no, again, you know, Nick Nurse, I, I like it a lot. Um, and, you know, and also I think he does help Tyrese Maxey take, take another step as well. Um, so I think that's in terms of, you know, Tyrese Maxey, who we both love, obviously. Um, I, think, I think it helps him as well. So it's just, you know, a lot of questions and uh, – I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous because uh, it, it could go a multitude of different ways. So we will wait and see. 
listen. We should temper our expectations. Yes. <laughs> yes, we should. That's weird. And we should also maybe take our own advice once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's the motto of the show. We are two idiots and we do talk sports. So Indeed. we are self-admitted idiots. So anyone who calls us one, you're right. Cheers. Yep. Phillies, let's walk it off. Now, this is probably going to be a longer Phillies talk because we haven't really talked about them much, but when the ship seems to be righted, it just flips right back over. And they're kind of stuck in this same situation they were last year where they can't quite get it going to win a bunch of series. Now, this past split against Atlanta, I'm not mad about it. They, You know, whopping on Sunday didn't help, but (laughs) – yeah. What do you see going forward, just to start? Do you see the same as last year? Well, you know, I mean, you have to think, with the amount of talent that we have, that they're going to get hot at some point. And, you know, it, it it does look similar to last year. It really does. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be the same result, um, but it, it does look very similar. You know, they, they got off to a really slow start. They fire their manager. Now, again, I'm not saying they're going to fire Rob Thompson. Um, some some people want want him to get fired already, which is nuts, but you're in Philly, so it makes sense. Um, I, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to fire Rob Thompson. It's just you have to – it's it's tough because, again, they have so much talent on this roster. It's You have to think they're eventually going to get hot. Um, you know, Bryce Harper's been hitting the, well, hitting the ball well since he's come back. He's been fine. Castellanos has been great this year so far that's that's huge but you're still waiting on guys like turner you know he's and he's flashed he really has he's flashed um you know what what made him a 300 dollars signing um even in you know even in the atlanta series he, he he's he played pretty well so you're still waiting on guys like schwarber you know it's just schwarber right now is just it is literally strikeout or home run and there's no in between. It's literally that. Um, I think you cut off when you said 300, and it just sounded like you said 300 dollars. I just wanted <laughs> to let you know that people okay. he knew 300 million. 300 million. Do not do not be not, three, not 300 dollars. Not 300 dollars. <laughs> no, they would probably they would sign me for 300 dollars. Um, 300 million dollars. Sorry, I probably did say 300 dollars, but I meant 300 million. Um, but yeah, you're still you know you're still waiting on Schwarber. Um, you know, and this is, again, this is the same thing happened with last year with Schwarber too. Now it wasn't this bad in my opinion. It never got, I to, don't know what the hell's going on with him. It never got to 160 with level with Kyle Schwarber last year, but it's always like 210. It, he ended last year about 210, 220. Um, but he did get, you know, he did get to as low as like 180, 175 last year, but not 160 where he is about right now. I think he's about 165, 170 right now, which again is not, I mean, that's not good, obviously. Um, he's still he's still hitting home runs. He's still, I think he leads the team. Um, but the Phillies in general just aren't hitting as many home runs, which is a little odd, I guess. Um, Alec Bohm has been fine. Bryson Stott's been fine. Brandon Marsh has been fine. You know, you're getting you're getting production out of guys. You know, your your quote unquote second tier guys. Your daycare, as the as the Phillies like to call them, um, which is nice. Cody Clemens actually hitting the ball well as well, which is was cool to see. Uh, cause you know, obviously having, not having Reese Hoskins here, 
um, which I do think they are missing him as well, for sure. Um, but yeah, he, he Cody Clemens has hit the ball pretty well. Um, it's just, the, again, the big thing is pitch. Like, I, I hate to be a broken record, but the big thing has been pitching with the Phillies. Because um, the lineup, for the most part, now, again, there has been some struggles in the lineup, but the lineup, for the most part, has been fine. Um, it's been the pitching and, you know, to be specific, the starting pitching. Now, you you love to see Zach Wheeler go out on Saturday and, and pitch, uh, you know, a phenomenal game. I think he went seven or eight, um, you know, only give up a few hits against a good a, a good Braves team. So that was that was great to see. Um, Aaron Nola is starting to slowly come back a little bit. He's not all the way there yet, but he's starting to come back. He's going deeper into games. You know, he's getting, um, you know, the, he, he, he has made a career off, you know, painting the corners, which he's starting to do a little bit more again as well. So that's nice to see. Um, you know, Ranger Suarez has been struggling since he came back, but that's, you know, it, it's, it, it, he's, I think he's pitched like three or four times. So it's going to take some time to him to get back into the swing of things. And, um, and I do, I do think Suarez will get back into it. Tywin Walker's been up and down a little bit. I think he'll, I think he'll settle down a little bit as well. Um, the, the last, his last start was actually pretty solid for him, which was good to see. Um, and then the big thing right now is that fifth starter. You know, I think, I think every other fifth day, every every fifth day, in my opinion. Now, I just may be, you know, I may be wrong here. I'm just not a huge fan of the opener especially with the Phillies because the Phillies have tried it and it's just, it's never worked out for them. I don't know why it just never does. And I'm not a huge fan of it. I think they, I think they need to go out and get a fifth starter. You know, they don't have much in the farm system right now. I mean, you have Bailey Falter, but again, he's been horrible. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat that, you know, painters still dealing with the, with the arm and you don't really have anybody else who's, who's ready to, to come up yet. So, you're going to have to look elsewhere. And I, I just think you're going to have to make a move eventually for a starting pitcher. Now the, the bullpen has been iffy, you know, Craig Kimbrell when he's out there, like, I don't, he's good. I just don't think he should be closing games. Like he he's, uh, you know, it's great to see him get 400 saves. That's awesome. I'm, I'm that's, that's great. I'm I'm glad he did it in a Phillies uniform. That's awesome. Especially against the Braves. I just don't – he's not really a closer, in my opinion, anymore. He's still a good pitcher, but just not a closer. You know, obviously Alvarado going out with the injury hurts them a ton because he was phenomenal. Um, so right now they're just – I think they're just looking for a closer. And I think, you know, for whatever reason, Rob Thompson just likes to go with Kimbrell in the ninth. Uh, you know, I mean, it's tough because stranthony has been struggling a little bit. Soto hasn't been – he's been up and down. Connor Brogdon's been a nightmare. He probably should get sent down, honestly. Um, you know, so the bullpen is definitely not what you have been expecting, but it hasn't been like horrible because they, they do go out, they do go out and, and you know get outs. Uh, it's just it feels like whenever one guy implodes, the entire team implodes. Like, am I crazy about that? It's just like if 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 let's say like. Let's say Wheeler throws five innings, gives gives up two runs, and then someone comes in in the sixth, gives up four runs, and then the next guy comes in, gives up two runs. Next guy comes in, gives three. Like it, it just seems to me like when one guy goes, just implodes, then the the entire bullpen implodes. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know why I think that. I'm probably not right about that. It just it feels that way. Am I crazy? An example of that. Uh, so against the Diamondbacks, uh, Kobe was pitching. He's pitching all right, actually. I think he gave up three runs. Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in and just cannot even reach the plate with the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and then Covey comes out and gets shelled by the Braves on Sunday. So, I mean, listen, uh, Covey came from uh, the Dodgers, I believe. And, yep. he, and his first outing was actually good. And you were right about that. He was actually really he was he was solid, um, you know, in, in terms of like getting signed and all that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I was actually while I was watching that game. That Sir Anthony, I, dude, he can Sir Anthony's like, I don't know why he just couldn't. The plate was gone. He just like when he's like that, he cannot throw a strike for his life. When you think of the Sam Darnold quote. I'm yeah. seeing ghosts. Oh my god. That that's what he's seeing. He is seeing nothing. Dude, yeah, when he I don't know what happens to him, but when he is when he's off, he cannot throw a strike. And I'm I'm talking fat. I'm talking anything. Fastball anything. It's bad. Uh, the meatball down the middle is a triple bouncer to the plate. That's how bad we're talking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I don't know what he he's gotten off to a weird start. Um well, I think and the, the thing is like we know, like any baseball fan knows that he has it. Exactly. Like, where did it go? Right. What I mean, dude, what, last year in the playoffs, he was almost unhittable. Like, he was phenomenal last year in the playoffs. Well, Soto uh, was unbelievable last year. What, what happened here? Soto was good for the Tigers last year as well. And, yeah, I, it's just, I don't know. I, I think they're still searching a little bit for, for, you know, roles, if you will, in the bullpen. And I think I think Alvarado going down was huge for them. Uh, cause he, he was just, he was so good. He, he, and you know, he, he's been so good this year so far, uh, obviously before the injury. So that definitely hurt them big time. Um, and, and I think right now they're just searching, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough for them. Um, they, they need, uh, you know, a guy that they can go to in the bullpen that they just, you know, that, you know, is going to shut, it's going to shut them down. And we don't have that right now. And, you know, again, the fifth starter, I think, thing is is big, in my opinion, as well, too, um, because you want, you know, you want a solid guy at the end of your rotation who who, who can give you five or six innings um, every time he's out there. So, you know, the pitching's in a tough spot right now. It really is. Injuries have hurt them a lot and just re- just really inconsistency with them. It's been big. So I don't know. It's been. It's been a weird start to the season. Definitely not what a lot of people expected. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can balance things out. But, uh, you know, it's it's tough because, you know, you're at the beginning of June. You're still around. Like I said earlier, you're around two months away from the deadline. So, I mean, you could make a move. But, again, it's early for that. And um, But they do. They certainly have holes. And um, I think they'll I think they'll try and uh, fill those hopefully sooner rather than later. But we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when it comes to trade deadline, you always got to look at Oakland for whatever reason. They just don't ever keep anybody. So, uh, Moneyball, Moneyball, it's all about Moneyball. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to look at teams like Oakland. You got to look at teams like, you know, Kansas City. And I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh got off to a hot start, but I think they're falling off a little bit. And uh, Cincinnati as well in the NL Central. Um, you know, it's, you don't really see interdivision trades, but they sometimes do happen. So you got to look at the Nationals as well. Um, you know, Rockies. Uh, I've heard CJ Crone possibly uh, when he comes off the injured list, possibly filling in for in uh, for Reese Hoskins. 
Um, you know, I mean, I don't know if the Cubs are going to go for it, but Marcus Stroman threw a gem yesterday against the Rays, so that could be an option. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's definitely his option, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, look, it is just – and you bring up Reese Hoskins. I think that – They're missing him for sure. I, the I think fans don't realize how much they're missing him. Yeah, definitely. Look, it, for all the complaints that we've had about Reese Hoskins – you can complain about the sh- stupid strikeouts or the errors in the field, but he was pretty consistent batting. I mean, he had his cold streaks that we all got pissed off at, but when he was hitting, he was hitting good. And again, that, that's a big bat missing from your lineup. Yeah, for it's, sure. We haven't found anyone that can fill that role. So you look at the Phillies from just an outside perspective first base is the hole that needs to be filled. Yep. I think that's what they're going to go after first. I think the batting order needs more consistency. And you need a guy who can definitely hit in a certain spot in the order. Yeah. I, I think we complained about this under Mr. Sunflower Oil himself. <laughs> when the batters are constantly switched around, it doesn't give them any consistency. I'm not a major league player. I'm an idiot who podcasts. <laughs> but... I sit in the same seat while I do it. I sit in the same seat every day at work. Yeah. I know what I'm familiar with and I know how to do it good. That's human nature, no? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think, you know, and, and that's a good point, like getting a guy who has, has is used to being in the in middle of, you know, the middle of the order. And I think Rob Thompson has done a nice job of doing that, you know, keeping guys in the same area of the lineup. Um you know, he, he ever when, when stock got hot, he moved him up in the lineup and he's kept them there, even when he struggled a little bit. Um, you know, he, he he moved Nick Castellanos up to the four spot. He's still been good there. Um, you know, he 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 keeps Marsh at, towards the bottom of the lineup. You know, that's seven, eight, nine area. Marsh has been fine. You know, he struggled a little bit. I think he's starting to come back a little bit now. So I think I think you're definitely right. I think keeping guys, you know in the same area of the lineup. I don't know why it just, it just, you know, familiarity or just, you know, comfortableness or whatever it is. Comfortableness isn't a word, but you know what I mean? Um, just the familiarity and, and w- with all that, um, you know, I mean, I know Turner has struggled, but he's kept him at the top of the lineup regardless. Um, he always has Harper in the three hole always has, you know, now always has Cassianos in the four hole, put Schwarber in the five, you know, JT is usually six and, the, and he's kept JT in that like four five, six range as well. So, you know, he, I think Rob Thompson is doing a nice job of that. Um, I think the biggest question mark in terms of people who want hit or wanting him to get fired already, which is insane, um, is the it pitching is. decisions is, is the pitching decisions. Like, I think, oh, my God, the you know, I mean, listen, and he has been perfect and nobody's been perfect. You know, I think, you know, sometimes he brings in the wrong guy or, or pulls the starter too early or, or but it happens. It, it does. The vibe is not the same as when Girardi got fired. Yes. Correct. Those guys looked miserable yeah. in that dugout. For do sure. they look miserable right now or do they just look like they're figuring it out? Let them figure it out. Yeah. Calm yourselves. You know, and Girardi was, which was there for a couple of years and you know, this is Thompson's first full season as, as a manager. So you, there's going to be struggles, whoever you are, whatever team, if you're the bet, you're, if you're the best team on the planet, you're still going to struggle. 
So you got to let these guys figure it out. You can't just every time we struggle, oh, fire them, fire them, fire them. You got to let you got to give them time. And, and again, it's only the the end of May. There's a lot of time left in the in this in the season. You know, so, very, very early in our Phillies podcasting this season. I talked about Nick Castellanos and how people should maybe just give him a friggin' break for once. Yeah. Let him prove to you what he can do. And if he still stinks, okay, let him have it. Mm -hmm. But before then, give him until May and let him work. And what has happened? Exactly. I'm not tooting my own horn or anything, but be patient. Things are going to turn around. Screw it. Toot your own horn. But it's just – I am – I'm tired of the idiots that call up on Philly sports radio, <laughs> whether it's baseball, football, basketball, or hockey. Yeah. Saying fire, 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 fire right away. Dude, it is sports. Teams go on cold streaks. Batters go on cold streaks. Hell, yeah. offensive players on football, defensive players on football. They, they just kind of have a couple rough weeks. Yeah. It happens. You know, you're not going to go out there every single day and have your best game. It and, happens. And, you know, baseball is is the quintessential hot and cold sport. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's such a long season, first of all. It's a grind. And it's a grind. It's, 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 it's already a grind. It's already, it's already June, beginning of June, and they've already played, you know, 50, 60 games. So... And the guys who played in the World Baseball Classic played even longer. Exactly, exactly. So you know, it, it's it's a grind, man. You know, this the uh, uh, MLB season is a grind, and teams will struggle, and teams will get hot. And again, MLB is is probably the quintessential sport in hot and cold. And we've seen teams basically every year when they're hot at the right time, they win. And Especially in the playoffs, when when teams get hot during the playoffs, they win. So that's just how baseball is, and we're uh, we're we're in this weird sort of in between between hot and cold right now. We're kind of just in the middle because we have guys who are hot and we have guys who are cold. We just need to get everyone hot at the same time. <laughs> um, you know, I know it sounds you know obvious, but it's what it is. You know, we need to get guys who are struggling to get to get hot a little bit. So that's just what it is. And um, injuries, again, injuries have played a big part. They're starting to get healthy a little bit. Obviously, having Harper back is huge. Having Ranger Suarez back is huge because I think he will figure it out. Um, and again, like you said, just give him time. Give him time to figure it out. Give them time to fill some of these holes that they need to fill, and we'll see how things go. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you here. I I think people yep. I think you're spot on. Too up in arms, way too early. It, it's about to be June. Yep. I, so got the entire month of June, July, August, September. If they're still in contention by the if, if the Phillies are still in contention for a wild card spot, say. I mean, uh, I don't really know what the standings are, but I can't. I don't think that they're doing absolutely cancerous. No, I mean the the, the NL East is other than the Nationals, who actually played a little bit better than what people think. Um, you know, and the Marlins have played pretty well as well. So 
you know, it's going to be the Braves. It's going to be the Mets are going to figure it out eventually. And I think the Phillies are going to figure it out eventually, too. So I think it's it's, it's really a three-headed monster. And if the Marlins continue to play well, then it could be a four-headed one. Um, but it, it's it's hard for me to see them winning the division. I would be ecstatic if obviously they did. Um, I, think the, I think the Braves are a little bit better than them. I think the Mets are right up there as well. Um, so you're not really looking at a division winner. Now it could happen, obviously, but you're more looking so at the, one of those wild card spots again, which is fine. Um, I think the only, but, the Mets beat themselves. And I mean, whether they do or don't this year, it, it's historically known that that's what happens. Yeah. I, and, whether and listen, they don't, or, and you know what, even if they don't this year, it, it's yeah. still historically known that it could happen. Exactly, exactly. So you always got to keep that in the back of your head. You can't you can't depend on it, but it definitely could happen. Um, the Braves are the Braves. They're going to be fantastic either way, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, you got to you just got to stay in the hunt. And I think the the Phillies are doing that right now. They're still they still have a decent record. It's not great, obviously, um, but they're still right right there at about 500. You know, a little bit lower right now. But if they still if they hover around that. And then obviously you want them to to surpass that, obviously. Um, but if they can hang around and stay in the hunt, that's all you can ask. And especially when they're struggling. Um, and obviously when when they get hot, you want them to string string together some wins. So just be patient. I know it's hard. Yeah. I know it's hard. And listen, I am I am a victim of this as well. I've I've you know gotten angry at the Phillies plenty of times already this year. You know because it's just it's just how we are. So. Um, I think they're like two and a half or three out. Let, let me look it up real quick so we can. I think they're it. I think they're two or three games below 500 currently, and I think they're about probably probably about five or six out of first place. If I, I can guess. tell you what the wild card is first. Wild card, yeah, yeah. They are two and a half out of the wild, second wild card spot. Yeah. Uh, they're 25 and 28. Mhm. And divisionally, they are in fourth, and they're six and a half out. Very, very doable in at the end of May. It's not a runaway regardless. I don't think the Marlins will be able to keep up. I agree. I don't – again, depends on if the Mets shoot themselves in the foot or not. Yep. And, again, I say depends because anything could happen, but – I think the Mets – honestly, I think the Mets are worse this year than they were last year for sure. I agree with you, man. Go, going into this year, I thought that they would be just as good and yeah, – They haven't been. The pitching, their pitching hasn't been great. The lineup hasn't been great. Obviously, I know Pete Alonso hits a home run every friggin' day, but that's really it. Um, and I and I know Scherzer hasn't been himself. Verlander was hurt for a while. I even I don't really pay attention to the Mets that often, so I don't know if you know other any of the other guys are doing well. But I just know some of the top guys, obviously. But I definitely I think they are not as good of a team as they were last year for sure. Uh, that 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 astonishes me a little bit. Yeah. But, the Braves are still there, obviously. Oh, the Braves, the Braves are still the Braves. Braves uh, are great. Um, but I, I really do think the Phillies are better. I really do, on paper at least. But they just got to go out and do it. Yeah, you know, the, there's a couple surprising teams out of the NL. I mean, the, the Diamondbacks are actually doing pretty good this year. They're season. playing very well. I, I definitely can see them make a run, for sure. I, I can definitely see them uh, keep this up. Because I, I, like, I like their young talent. There's at least 10 to 12 wild card teams that are well in the hunt. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting one. Definitely. I think that moves are gonna play a huge factor 
if they do make any moves, I, I don't know what they'd be again. Hopefully it's first base or a starting pitcher. I agree with you that the, uh, the bullpen games aren't working. Yeah. I, I have never really been a big fan of them. I mean, they, they work yeah. for teams like the Rays. Yes. But they have elite bullpens. Correct. And I'm not trying to discredit the Phillies here. I know they're major league players, but I mean, listen, them, they haven't yeah. been able to string together one. You know, the, the, the Phillies will never, for whatever reason, they just they never have a good bullpen. Um, but they'll never have the bullpen of teams like the Rays, of teams like I mean, I, I think the Orioles bullpen is fantastic. Um, just of these, you know, they'll never have that type of bullpen. But again, we have the guys who can get hot at the right time. And that's sometimes all you can, all you can ask for. You know, we have guys like Sir Anthony who can be unhittable for a stretch. We have guys like Alvarado who can be unhittable. You know, we have Soto who was fantastic last year, who has really good stuff. So we have the guys to do it. It's just, they're not as consistent as these other top tier bullpens, if you will. Yeah, there's going to be a, and they don't, and we, and the Phillies don't have the volume of guys who can do that. There's legit going to be so much to consider. Yeah. Going to be a very big trade deadline, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think first base is a big one. I think starting pitcher is a big one, and I think uh, potentially another bullpen arm for sure. Potentially. All right. I got nothing else to add here. So, just be patient, man. I know it's hard and. I know we are victim to it many times as well, but it's uh, it's long season. It's only only the end of May, and um, now we won't be saying this at the end of June. No, no, we won't because that'll be what halfway through the yeah. season already. Jesus, more or less. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, we're already a month away from halfway through the season. <laughs> that's wild. It is wild to think about. Well, look, uh, I don't know. There, There is a such place as hell, and it is Philly sports. So I always say to my dad, and my dad always says to me, shut up, my dad. Um, you know, when we, when we die and we go to heaven, we better have a VIP pass into heaven. Because, uh, man, being a Philadelphia sports fan, it takes, hang out with God backstage. It takes years. It takes years off your life. When you're when you're up there in heaven and God's like, "Hey, were you a Philadelphia sports fan?" You're like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, you're in." That's all I have to do. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> at the pearly gates, I think we've reached our destination <laughs> for the day. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsstation.com for all your Philly sports and wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. If we're not on a platform that you listen to or you want to shoot us a mailbox question, feel free to email us at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter where our DMs are open. That is the the PHL bandwagon's Twitter. Uh, I do not keep my DMs open because there's too many gosh darn bots on Twitter. I don't know what it is about it. It's starting to get annoying, so I shut them off. But we do share our episodes on Facebook as well. 
On Twitter, we share our episodes and weekly polls. So please feel free to engage on those. We'd like to hear your thoughts. Most likely, you know, we're going to be talking Sixers and a little bit of Philly. So we might have two polls this week. Maybe, possibly, could be, maybe. YouTube, still a work in progress. I don't know what the hell's going on with it. We'll get it going. Um, Instagram, could. 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 Potential. Don't want to. It has the potential, though. It would just be images and links. That's why. Are you guys interested in images and links? I mean, yeah. See? People, people could find us, though. They could. They could. Definitely broadens our horizon if you will it does but we're two idiots so <laughs> yeah well i guess we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing yeah. go to the go to the wag shop get your tbw merchandise we'd appreciate it get your hats t-shirts hoodies for those chilly summer nights around the fire and you know i am just excited for football and Hundred days by baby time, by the time you're listening to this It'll be 99 days. We're out yep. of the triple digits. Yep. So count, count them down. We once again, thank you for listening. We'll see you at the next stop. Go Birds. Go Birds. And go Phillies. Go Phillies. Go Sixers. Go Sixers. And Flyers. Well, even though Sixers made me dead on the inside, but go Sixers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, we're still fans. but yeah. Flyers also make me dead on the inside, but that's yeah. a different story. Okay. All right.